Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Bircher, and I help codependents come to know, love, and love who they are. Help them accomplish that by restoring their safety, their sanity, their selves, and then helping them move into understanding their value, their voice, and their vision, which gives them the foundation of being who they are, go on and create happiness and well-being in their life, because... Well, that's what most of us want. We want our freedom back. We want our power. We want to have ourselves back. We want to live a life that we really enjoy. And that's what I help codependents accomplish. This episode is episode number two of the Personal Power Series. Today we're going to be talking about um, how we respect your power by ending what's called the IDD cycle in our thinking and how we relate to our power and others. So before we get to that, I need to... I will invite you to join the community. The community is your safe haven here on the internet where you can find tools, guidance, and support in your journey back to yourself, back to your freedom, back to your well-being and happiness. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and if you're listening to this via podcast, it's in the description below, or you can go to www.freetheself.com and click on the menu option, the community above, or just Google me, Marshall Bircher, and it'll take you straight to that as well. So I'm excited to have you guys here. I need to get this shared out to the community so that our 4,000 members there and us can all join together and make this happen. So let me know how you're doing. In the comments below, let me know what you get out of today's uh, training. And I'm gonna click a button, and things are, have happened. Excellent. So. Nice to see you all. <clears throat> Welcome. So, personal power number two. Respecting or respect your power by ending the IDD cycle in your thinking. So, codependency, we have a bad habit of orienting ourselves towards other people. Our power is determined by the approval or rejection or disappointment or happiness someone else feels about it. Our power is limited by what they think we should do or have or want. Our power is weaponized against us with the threat of abuse, neglect, being discarded, being attacked, things like that. Our power, for the most part, has been minimized. It's been um, demonized. It's been vilified. It's been ignored. It's been denied through the spectrum of our experience in dealing with toxic relationships and the reason why is if we were in our power then we would be executing boundaries and then other people wouldn't be getting the supply they want from us and so one thing um, toxic individuals tend to do is target our power by undermining our confidence in ourselves our confidence in our reality our perception of what's going on and get us to question ourselves and do that through a number of different techniques like blatantly attacking us verbally, emotionally, or physically, putting us into a freeze state, which disrupts our brain's ability to protect or to uh, access our power and protect ourselves, to then gaslight us to high heaven, making us question our own reality, our own recall of events, our own take on things. Three, they can shame us for advancing ourselves in what really matters to us, for basically taking up the space of our own success, our own well-being, our own skills and talents and desires. And fourth, we can be neglected in our power by not being seen or recognized in it, not being celebrated in it, not being pointed to it. 
This is often a result of uh, parenting where the parent is either deliberately or unconsciously not helping the child understand that child's personal power, take ownership of it, and become responsible to it, and use it in a way that benefits the well-being of the child. So our relationship to power is very painful, very uh, contorted. And so it's no wonder that we have a pattern with power, our personal power, our personal uh, ability to make change and do things in our world that shows up. I call this the IDD cycle. It's very similar to um, the seduction abuse discard cycle that we go through with narcissistic abuse. But in this is an a cycle we do internally to ourselves in relationship to others. And the first part of that cycle is called idealization. We idealize the other individual. We make their results, their success, their persona, their personality, their person more important. We elevate them on a pedestal. And this... uh, elevation or inflation of this individual has an adverse effect. It devalues us. To raise someone above us, we must pull ourselves down too. So we move into the second step, which is devaluation, where we put ourselves down. We discount our skills and capability. We ignore the results we've produced in our world, um, especially in things that we have skills and talents and expertise in. We ignore... Um, the feedback we receive that's positive and empowering, we displace it. We don't want it. it because it contradicts this internalized sense of self, this root conclusion that says, I have no value. But they do. So we idealize them. We make them an authority. We make them special. We make them powerful. And we make ourselves powerless. We make ourselves em- invisible, we make ourselves unlovable, unworthy, and uh, basically unwanted and ineffectual in our reality. So we devalue ourselves, we devalue our skills, our talents, our impact, the results, our capabilities. And then ultimately we move into the third phase, which is called discard. So discards, just like it is in the seduction abuse discard cycle, we throw away something. In this case, we're discarding ourselves. We're discarding our skills, our talents, our successes, our results. We're like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Didn't, you know, it's luck. That just happened by luck. It won't happen again. Um, we, we speak negatively to ourselves like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe they don't really know who I really am. If they did, they wouldn't want me, that kind of thing. Or, yeah, that, that wasn't me. That was all them. We, we, we take no ownership of things. We throw it away. We discard it and avoid it. This traps us in a dependency on that person we've idealized. This is a function of euphoria. We've ide- idealized them so they make it safe for us to have, be, or do certain things, especially if we get their approval. Because if I'm getting that person's approval, then, okay, I have value, so now I can do these things. I have worth, so I can actually own what I'm doing. I have safety, so I can go out and be myself. But we're 
dependent on this individual for making this happen. Now this comes from that part of ourself that has not matured into its fullness, into its adulthood, into its own person. This, this inner child is attached to its parent still, and it's seeking a parent to help it know itself, help it feel safe and empowered in itself, and help it act and um, live through itself. And when we don't have a parent system or a family system that supports us in discovering, nurturing, and building confidence within who we are, we don't mature into that. And then we bring this immaturity, this need, into peer relationships, into romantic relationships. And this is where we get hooked on the other individual, hoping that they'll make us whole, that they'll make us worthy, that they'll complete us. And this utterly disrespects our personal power. We don't know that we're doing that. We don't know that this is what's going on in the background because we haven't had contact with our personal power to know this. Instead, we've been um, fawning in other people's power. We've been reliant on their power in order for us to feel safe enough to access our own. So it can feel a little blunt. And if it is, I hold space for you there because it can be challenging to confront that I'm actually idealizing them and devaluing me and then discarding me. That can be really confronting. So I just hold space for you there because <laughs> I, I do it right? and, and I've been through this myself because it's painful to sometimes take ownership of this and go, okay, yeah, I need to look at this pattern and start shifting it so I'm more aligned with myself and less aligned with this old narrative. Now, how do we get out of this? Well, there's a couple of things we typically do as codependents in trying to escape this IDD cycle of idealization, devaluing, and discarding ourselves. Um, we swing to the other side. So rather than idealizing them, we idealize ourselves and devalue the other person and then try to discard the difference that we have with them. We try, we try to either run away and isolate and try to become very powerful in our own space without building interconnection, interdependence, or an understanding of what I call both and. So we sometimes we swing to the other side and try to become ultra-independent or what's called counter-dependent to other persons in our world. The reality is the place where healing and nurture and power comes in is from an interconnection and a, a mutual respect of power, of personal individuality of applying value to ourselves at the same length and, and uh, value, or applying value to ourselves in the same measure that we apply to others. So if I'm valuing person A's work, I am also going to value my work too. That doesn't mean I'm like overshadowing or like, hey, I do this too. It's more like, you know, that positive affirmation, that positive warm regard, that, that loving feeling I have towards their work, I give myself as well. I speak to myself with kindness and with an inclusive language, which would say, oh, I love their work and I love my work. There, there is a confidence of respect, confidence and respect towards my work. It's like, oh, I respect its value. I respect its impact. And I respect their value and their impact. And I leave it at that. I don't go into a comparison. I don't go into a judgment about it. I leave it as a 
as a matter of fact pers uh, perspective. It's like, ah, respect. I can respect it, I can value it, and I can leave it alone. That way, I'm not idealizing them or myself. Instead, I'm acknowledging what's real. I'm acknowledging what is in reality. It's a sobriety that I'm accessing there. Approaching this in a sober, clear way of, of respect towards myself and to them. This allows us to see each other, to value each other, and to recognize where we fit, where we don't, and how we can serve each other from our our dynamic nature, from, from the things that we share and talents and gifts and insights, guidance. Because I do, I talk a lot with other coaches and mentors and therapists that do what I do. And we have different points of view on things that inform each of us on a larger perspective. We get a more complete view of what's going on. That doesn't mean I'm better or they're better. It means that we are adding to the expertise, the well-being, the success of each other. That's that inclusive view that we there's room enough for everyone here to succeed and to thrive in their specific areas. That's the magic of this. And it's also a fundamental respect of our personal power. When we respect our personal power, we exit the need for someone else to validate us. We exit the need of uh, uh, being dependent on someone else's power to feel safe. We enter the world of our own personal self-validation, self-confidence, like, I have my back, I believe in me. I enter the world of my own personal power where I can make choices and actions and receive results and outcomes that I want from those choices and actions. I become a direct creator of my own life and I become a little more independent from other people's approval, rejection, and disappointment. Their points of view no longer have significant weight. They may still have some weight, but ultimately I'm the one making the choice and action because I'm following my own wisdom, my own insight, and my own desire, not theirs. This helps us stay in our yard, helps us occupy the space of our own personal sovereignty, and that ultimately ends codependency and this unmet self starts to mature into the adult that it's always been designed to be. We become more of ourselves when we exit the idealization, devalue, and discard cycle around our value, around our skills, our results, our place in the world. We start to respect the results, the skills, the talents, the person that we are, and respecting that of others. So this is how we stay in our personal power ultimately come to really succeed in the things that matter to us because now we're choosing things that matter to us not choosing things that make other people happy so there you go guys that's today's training thank you for being here i appreciate you remember that you're worth knowing loving and keeping and i will see you guys in our next training have a great day